Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Welcome everybody to another edition of the C3 Friday for you for all. I am your host. Cody Lashton, co-host of the C3 Panthers podcast, joined by my Friday free-for-all faithful, man. I'm going to introduce these guys here in a second. But if you didn't know, this is the show for Panther fans by Panther fans, man. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a podcaster and talk about your favorite football team, the Carolina Panthers? Well, I'll be damned if this isn't the show for you, man. Hit the link. It's in the description box of the YouTube video and the Facebook video. Um, I'm going to drop the link in the chat box, literally as we speak. And then you can come in and join the stream yard and join this discussion. Without further ado, let me introduce my cohorts, man. They've been here, I feel like, for every Friday free-for-all we have done. Let me jump right in, introduce the boys. My man, Nick Montero, back for another Friday show. What's up, Nick? What up, man? You know I wouldn't miss this. Coming here, hanging out with you, hanging out with all my compadres here on the panel. You know, it's always a good time. We always talk about that Panthers football, and uh, we cracked a couple of jokes along the way. Hey, man, consider this your own little little stand-up hall, man. This This is your chance to showcase uh, but uh, let, let's go to Kenneth Panther Pickle joining us again. What's up, man? Hey, man, what's up? What y'all happening? We're we're doing good over down here in Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, right. Just uh, uh, they're doing something down there at the track, so it's kind of crowded and racers everywhere. But that's kind of such as life. Uh, I just want yeah. to talk football though. So I yeah, I used to I, I used to <laughs> live by uh, I used to live by Charlotte Motor Speedway, and it was pretty cool. Whenever the races would come to town, you'd be able to hear them even at nighttime, just yeah. going to town. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, now, next, let's go to my man Drew AJ Lindsay twelve sixteen. My man, what's going on, brother? Not much, fellas. How you guys doing tonight? Doing good, man. Doing good. Happy to have you back. And uh, and listen, man, I'll go ahead and tell everybody right now. I hope y'all have something y'all want to talk about, man. This has been a relatively slow news cycle. 
not really a ton to even talk about, man. So I hope y'all have brought that fire for the free-for-all today. Next, let's go to my man Jay Stubbs uh, going back and forth with Hype Man Lucci on Twitter, man. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. Just, you know, like I said, you know, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to hate on nobody or throw shade, but some, <laughs> yeah, people, we'll get, in this, we'll... some people in this fan base need to just realize that don't don't believe whatever panthers.com says you know what i'm saying yeah, i think we i think we can get into that a little bit later and that'll be a good discussion too um uh next up uh this man is a fan of the best college football team and all the ncaa baby this man is a clemson tiger fan kb what's up brother Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, it's good to be on. And like it says in the title of this uh, this video, Sam Darnold should be our quarterback for 2022. Ooh. All right. All right. All right, man. Hey, it should make for a, for a good discussion. It always does. Uh, and this next gentleman is quite simply the future of Panther fandom. Uh, he is a fan favorite already from the cat calls. You know him, you love him. He's back for another round. It's Connor. Connor, what's up, bro? Yo, what's up, Cody? What's up, everybody? What's up? Bro? What up, man? Uh, this should be another oh, good show. <laughs> yeah, man, hit that crowd. Uh, I can't, all right, I can't man. do it. I can't do it. Yeah, uh, Joey the Blind Panther, he'll have to give you some lessons. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what yeah, I Yeah, he's a professional at that, man. But, hey, if you haven't done so already, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Hit that notification bell for every single time we go live. Um, so I named this, uh, as KB alluded to, is Sam Darnold's, is quarterback Sam Darnold's job to lose. Now we're going to open up the conversation here. I'm going to let you guys weigh in on this topic, whether that is what we should do, whether that isn't what we should do. And then, you know, wherever the conversation goes, we'll just uh, take it from there. But uh how about let, let's do this. Let's go to KB. KB came off the top rope saying that this is what we should do. Go on that, man. Uh, I mean, has your opinion changed? Do you just think this is inevitable? Or do the Panthers believe that Sam Darnold can actually be a better quarterback than he showed last year? Well, I think it's, um, it's not so much a, a choice uh, as much as it's a lack of options. This is not a good quarterback class. Willis, Pickett. Uh, Ritter, these guys would be second and third round picks in almost any other draft. Uh, there's a lot of question marks to their game, and, and there's always a people talk about Willis's ceiling. There's always a ceiling to a quarterback. This is just not a good quarterback draft. You, you're really you're really reaching at number six when you don't have any middle round picks to also get. You know that you're when you when you pick at six, your quarterback. Not only are you saying that quarterback is worthy of the number six pick. But you're also saying he's more worthy than a second and a third rounder or whatever other compensation you can get. I mean, you're, you're claiming a lot. Because we still got holes to fill on the D-line, linebacker, depth at safety, uh, guard. Where despite what happens with Brady Christensen, uh, you still got a hole at guard. If you think he's your left tackle, you still have a hole at guard. If, he, if you draft a left tackle, you still have a hole at guard. So, you know, this is a draft where you, you really can't miss. We really got to hit on that either that six pick or trade down. And I'm on the trade down train. I would rather stick with Sam Darnold as QB. All right, bring some competition in. I'm fine with a with a, a Bailey Zappi or something, or maybe even a Ritter. Maybe we get Desmond Ritter in the second or third round. That would be awesome. But I'm not a fan of uh, 
going out to draft the guy at six, down and uh, and bringing some competition for Sam because again, like we said last week on last week's Friday free for all, which was awesome. Uh, I think Sam and Matt Rule are tied together this season, and when if the one fails, they both fail, and they're both going to be gone next season. So, okay. Do you all think that Sam or that? So let me put it to you this way: Do you think if Matt Rule had his choice, that he would go with Sam Donald? Because as far as we know, Matt Rule still has the final say so on all football and personnel decisions. So, I mean, knowing what you saw from Sam last year. If you're Matt Rule, do you really want Sam, or are you hoping that the Panthers pull off a trade for, I don't know, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo? Let's go to Drew. Drew, what do you think about this, man? Matt Rule, if you gave him a truth serum, he would tell you he does not want Sam Darnold as his quarterback because his job is on the line this season. And there is no way in the world if he's putting his job on the line, he is if honestly, if he had to be truthful, he would go with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. Sam Darnold has proved one thing and one thing only since he's been drafted that his game is trash. Everybody tried to get, and I'm included in that, tried to give him the benefit of the doubt when he got here. Oh, you know, it was Adam Gaze, the Jets didn't have any weapons. He, he had different coaches. He never got settled in in a system. No, Sam Darnold cannot process defenses between his ears. That's yeah. his issue. He has an arm. He can move. He just can't process the game. And yeah. I don't care what you do between now and the season, there is nothing Ben McAdoo or Matt Rule are going to be able to do to get Sam Darnold to process the game between his ears to make him a competent quarterback. That's plain and simple. Yeah, I kind of, and yeah, go ahead, Ken. I, I kind of agree. Um, I believe, I believe this this goes all the way back to to where Teddy Bridgewater, to be frank, because I believe how how they how they handle that situation is if if you read enough and study enough on the situation, you'll find that that um, they sold Teddy Bridgewater. For whatever reason, and I'm not going to go all that why they didn't like him, but they, they wanted him gone. Well, they when they were at the Senior Bowl, I think it was with the combine, they had already had negotiations with uh, some team with the Lions. It was pretty much a done deal that had got announced yet, and that he was coming here. They already put in for the paperwork. They already had put in for the medical on him. It was pretty much a done deal to get Matthew Stafford here, rather. In yeah. Carolina, then out yeah. of the blue, Matthew Stafford said, "No, I don't want to do that." Well, they already put Teddy Bridgewater up on the block, so it was already they didn't cross Teddy Bridgewater out on that. I know people mm-hmm. gave Baker Mayfield down the road, but Teddy just was a nice guy. He didn't say anything publicly, but he was done with this organization too over that situation. So yeah, then, and I mean, and you know, do, do, do you think that they kind of forced their own hand? Like and, and and getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater so fast, it made it where, dude, if they don't, uh, you know, if they didn't execute that trade for Matt Stafford, they were up a creek, and that kind of left them with right. Sam Donald. And, and yeah, that's what I say. And I think I think last year they got to a point was there was nobody left other than Sam Donald or the draft, yep. and they really didn't think any of the quarterbacks they wanted would fall to them. So they went all in on, on and they, they had an opportunity to get Sam. They liked Sam, 
and it was like, okay, let's get him while we know we can get him, because if we wait, we won't, we'll lose out on Sam and everybody in the draft. So, and, um, yeah, and, and by, by the way, uh, and uh, Brad Dugan put this up, uh, he asked if, uh, if we read the piece from Joe yeah. Person in The Athletic, uh, where he said uh, our own players aren't sold on Sam. And who can actually blame them? Uh, but this is the piece. Um, uh, he's talking about Sam Darnold here. He says he's a strong arm, sneaky athleticism, and is a good dude, but he struggles going through his reads, which is what was just said, which affects right. timing and leads to ill-advised throws. Exactly what Drew just said. Uh, put him behind an improved line and give him Christian McCaffrey for 17 games, and Darnold will look a lot more competent. As right. far as what players think, McCaffrey and Darnold are friends. And McCaffrey has had nice things to say about him. Yeah. Other players aren't as sold on Darnold as the answer. But the only options that really count are those of Rule, Fitterer, and Tepper. And they've given every indication that they're ready for an upgrade. Right. Now, with, with that in mind, and I'll, I'll pose this to Nick. Let's go to Nick here. I kind of think that now, at this point in time, I think it's probably likely that not only are the Panthers... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only do they consider Sam, you know, as a burden that they have no choice but to accept for a year, but they might even be looking at it as, well, let Sam start, finally give him the benefit of the doubt that we improve the offensive line. Maybe you still draft a quarterback and let Sam start the season and roll with Sam to start. What, what, what do you think about that, Nick? Well, there's a couple of things I want to comment on. First things first, as far as who Matt Rule wants as a quarterback, he wants somebody with Sam Darnold's personality, but with the skills of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That's what he wants. Okay. He wants somebody who he can be the man of. He wants somebody that's going to come in, do as they're told, be quiet, sit down, not make a peep and not lead the team. That is why he was okay with Teddy. That is why he was okay with Sam. That is why he was not okay with Cam, because that is not who Cam is. So that's my opinion on that aspect. As far as as far as whether or not I just I don't think that Sam has what it takes to make this team what it can't what it should be. Okay, right. I think that I think that you know we ha- there are better options out there, but as far as options that are realistically obtainable for the long term success, I think we're at a point now where we're either drafting a quarterback, which I forget who said it, but they aren't the caliber of quarterbacks that have been in previous years' drafts, yeah. at least going into it. Okay. Right. There's the potential that Malik Willis can pull a Josh Allen and become a good, very good quarterback that you can rely on. But yeah. the likelihood of that happening, I don't think that this coaching staff has the resources to make that happen. Yeah. So, Connor, uh, Connor, let's let's go. To you man, what, what? So, what? What are you thinking about that? Like, so I hear what Nick says too. I mean, I I think we all kind of agree with that, but. You know, do you think that Sam Darnold, even if you don't believe in him long term, could Sam be just good enough for right now to kind of lessen the load of a rookie quarterback if we did draft one? 
Connor, well, what about I, you? I got two things right here. Okay, so yeah. first of all, responding to what Nick said about Sam maybe mentoring a rookie, Sam Darnold is uh, – if Sam Darnold did that, then I think he's more like Jimmy G than Jimmy G is like Jimmy G. Okay? I think that Sam – I mean, I think that he could be a good mentor. I mean, hell, he's been through New York. I mean, he's got a good personality. And also through what Nick said, the guy that Sam – the guy that Matt Rule wants, the guy that has the personality – of Sam Darnold, the guy that can listen, the guy that is ready. That guy's Kenny Pickett, whether you like it or not. And Ooh, then we got a Pickett fan in here. And then, second of all, I do not give a damn what anybody says. This draft class is not as bad as people say it is. I can see, I can see maybe two or three of these quarterbacks turn out to be top ten quarterbacks in the future. And the three guys that I look at that. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, and Matt Corral. Corral is, I think, I feel like he's very underrated. I mean, Matt Corral, I mean, he could do some stuff. I mean, the only concern is how much RPO he ran. But, I mean, he's got a good arm. I mean, he's got a good personality. I mean, I'm just not as down on this draft class as a lot of other people are. And and you know what, Connor? I don't think that you're wrong in in saying that. I feel like the past two draft cycles in a row – and you know we, we've we've heard about these quarterbacks that were not ready to play football, and then it's look what happens, man. You, you believe in them, Justin Herbert. Them. Yeah, Justin Herbert is the same thing with Josh Allen. This is a similar narrative around uh, even Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun right. Watson, man. But let me ask you this: You mentioned Kenny Pickett. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. What about Kenny Pickett? Says to you, that's the guy that the Panthers need to draft, like. What is it about his game that you think is going to make him the guy for the job? Well, it's just that he is the most balanced quarterback in this in this draft. I mean, it's as simple okay. as that. He's NFL ready. He's a balanced quarterback. I mean, he doesn't have the best arm. He's got a decent arm. I feel like yeah. he also showed off his. I feel like he showed off his uh, his arm a bit more as pro day, and yeah, he did. He did. I also that. feel like I just I mean sure he doesn't have the ceiling. I will admit that. I will admit yeah. that that Malik Willis has a much higher ceiling and a guy like Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis have much higher ceilings. But yeah. the guy's 24, the guy is 24 years old. He's NFL ready. I mean he's been in college for probably 4 years now. I mean the guy is ready yeah. and I I well I like him over I would not say that I like him over the potential of Willis, but what may be the outcome of Willis, I like him more. To me, Kenny Pickett reminds me of Justin Herbert. Not he didn't all have right. all the hype surrounding him. He's it's not like he had the hype of Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence or uh I mean it's not like he had the hype of any of those guys. Yeah, what? I mean I hear what you're saying. I think you're saying that he's just He's just a well-rounded player, and he checks more boxes than any other guy in this class. He's got the arm. He's got the mobility. You know, he comes from a a, a pro-style system. He does all these these different things. And like I'm saying, I I think that the the Panthers brass might agree with that too, man. Um, Hey, real quick, let me add add my man. It's been a while since we had him on here. G-Baby. G, what's going on, bro? 
Yeah, man. What's good with you boys, man? What's good, man? Chilling, man. Let me uh, let me ask you about this quarterback situation, bro. I know. Look, we know you're not a fan of Sam. Neither am I, man. I don't think anyone is, even the Panthers. But is this his job next year? And do you think the Panthers might just say, all right, let's start Sam for a year and then draft another quarterback and let him be the backup until, uh, you know, until he's ready to go play? What, what, what do you think, man? Do you want me to talk with my heart? Yeah. We got some younger ears on here today, so be careful. Oh. I got you, though, man. Let me know, okay. man. Speak, speak. Let me know, man. Honestly, truthfully, I'm so I'm very hurt with how this team has has been put together these past three, four years, man. Um, it's uh, it's 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 bad. It's it's very bad. Um. But as far as the QB situation, man, yeah, I, I, I think Sam's gonna be the QB one, man, and it's it, 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 it's unfortunate, man, and it's just it's it, it it confuses me, bro. It confuses me because it's just like he's dog shit. Yeah, he's complete dog shit. Do and you think that I, they feel like they have to now? Like, are they just stuck with him? Honestly, I don't even think these guys can can run a football organization. I don't even think these guys know how to run a football organization because it, we're in such a bad situation, you guys. Yeah. Like, think about how far we came from 2015 to 2022. Like, how are we in this bad of a situation? Like, so how did it get this bad? Hold on two seconds, G-Baby, because I agree with you as far as how we ended last season, okay? We ended last season pretty bad, okay? But I feel like we've made a lot of moves in this offseason that have bettered the team, and I feel like Scott Fitter especially has learned from his mistakes of last season for the most part. He's made He's still done some things that I question him on, but – when you compare this offseason to last, we don't even have the draft yet, and our team looks a lot fuller than it did last year with more quality players other than quarterback. I, this other is the thing. I disagree. I disagree. I, I, I don't like the offensive linemen we took. The Why run not? blockers. We, we don't not? need run blockers. We need pass protection, man. These guys are yeah, not pass we protection, bro. That, we don't have anyone that could pass the ball. Right, like we do. We do, though. We have a former MVP named Cam Newton, man. And it, it blows me away. It blows me away that we shit on this man for Jimmy G. Jimmy G, you guys, Jimmy yeah, G's not on Cam Newton's level. No, not no, nowhere even close. 49ers and Cam Newton's unemployed. Neither one well, of them. Cam Newton's not. But, G-Baby, let me ask you this. I used to think Cam would want to come here. Now, so the rumors were that when the Panthers were going to trade for Deshaun, Cam would have been cool coming back as a backup. Of course. But, of yeah, course. But okay, so, my, so my thing is this. Like, if you're Cam and now they don't have that situation, like, maybe Cam doesn't view the Panthers like a contender. Like, you know, maybe some some other team might, might be. So does oh, yeah. Cam even – does Cam even want to come back here? I don't see why he wouldn't want to. Where else is he going to go? 
Oh, I, I yeah, think Scott Fitter will learn. several jobs. If he wants to but go he somewhere else, that. he can go somewhere else. I, this is, from being a Cam Newton fan since 2010, the, the moxie he has, I don't, I don't see him even thinking Sam Darnold's on his level. If I'm Cam Newton and I'm looking at Sam Darnold, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm not worried about no Sam Darnold taking right. my spot. But, but you notice how Matt Rule last season played Sam Darnold in front of Cam Newton. And that's my point. Why would Cam Newton want to come back to be disrespected by Matt Rule putting exactly. Sam Darnold or potentially even a rookie quarterback in front of him? You know what I mean? Like, Cam mm-hmm. might not be down. For, he might not be down for that again. And so, another thing, man, is, is, is it's the way Matt Rule treats white QBs compared to black QBs, man. It's it, it, it's day and no, night, bro. No, I don't give a damn no, what it no, is. I see no, it. I see no, it with no, my no, own no, eyes, no, man. No. I see it. I see it with um, my own eyes, man. Hold the phone, man. Hold the phone, man. Because there's no evidence of racism. I will say one thing though. PJ Walker might be his favorite quarterback ever, though, bro. Yeah. PJ PJ Walker. But hold on, though, G baby. The other someone put out an article. I forget who it was, and he was saying that uh, P.J. Walker might not have a job anywhere else in the NFL if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for Matt Rule. He wouldn't. Uh, that's because he played at Temple, right? P.J. Walker played at Temple, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yep. Like this dude, this dude is always here to play favorites. Yeah. What I'll say is this, though. I don't think any of us think that no matter who the quarterback is, that Matt Rule is going to be able to make the right decision. Mm, that's not what I believe. That's why I believe, and then I'm going to pass it to someone else here. I believe that David Tepper has given more of the power to Scott Federer than Matt Rule. I can't prove this, but I think Federer has the reins of this organization more than Matt Rule does now. At least I hope so. But let's go to Dan Morgan. Let's not forget him. Yeah, let, let, Drew. Let, Drew, let me ask you this, man. Do you think that Federer is more in control now than he was before, or is this still Matt Rule just running thing as stipulated by his contract? Just because of some of the signings that were made this offseason, I think Federer has more control because Matt Rule was more than happy on the first day of free agency last year to sign Pat Elfon and Cam Irving. Federer was just like – Horrible. Horrible. Fitter yeah. went out and got proven commodities in the guard from the Rams, who we saw in the Super Bowl, and I've watched some film on him, and the guy moves people. That dude's a 76 overall on Madden. And, uh, don't, don't include and Madden. Most, it's better than an overall. No, he's a 76 on Madden. And Cam Newton's a 63 on Madden, so that means Cam Newton's a 63 on and Bozeman, I, I would have liked to have seen him sign a longer contract, but I understand why both sides did what they did. If they don't put that man at center, we know Matt Rule is the issue because that man is a much better center than he is a guard. I yeah. mean, I've seen plays of him hiking the ball to Lamar Jackson out of the shotgun and pulling from center. Yeah. I mean, mowing guys over. So, yeah. them to talk about, well, we'll put, they'll put Pat Elfline as center and both of them. No, you put the guys in the positions for them to succeed at the highest level. That was the yeah. issue that Matt Rule ran into last year. 
everybody on this podcast was screaming at the top of their lungs last year, put Brady Christian at left tackle. That's where he's always played. That's the position he knows. Put the man to in a place to succeed. And Matt Rule, for the life of him, swears up and down this man is a guard, and nobody in their mom have ever seen Brady Christian play left guard yeah, or right ever. because he's exactly. never done it. Yeah. And hey, hey, do you know why Matt Rule's still here? Hold, hold, hold on, G. Hold on, G. Hold on, G. One more thing. Before we go forward, Grim Reaper with the $5 says, I love Cam, but I am torn whether he needs to come back or not. Keep pounding. I hear you, Grim. Like, I, look, I'm a Cam Newton super fan too, man. Like, I, listen, I hear what G Baby's saying too. I hear what a lot of Panther fans are saying. Like, give Cam Newton an offseason, give him some time to get in rhythm with the receivers, give him some better protection. And yeah, I would take Cam Newton over, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo any day of the week, man. I mean, my preferred thing that I would like to do, I've said this on our show, I say bring Cam Newton back for one more year. And then draft a guy. Then you have Cam Newton, you have Sam Darnold, and you have the guy that, that uh, hopefully you're going to be able to build your franchise around going forward in the future. Uh, but then at the same time, man, on the other hand, I'm also in that spot where I'm tired of getting my hopes up, getting my emotions real high for Cam Newton to come back. And then this team fails him. And then he starts to play bad, and then the wheels fall off, man. It's like I would rather spare us from that kind of humiliation again. You know what I mean? Hey, I have us winning two games this upcoming season, and those two games are against Atlanta. I wouldn't be Have you guys seen our schedule? Have you guys Uh, seen our schedule? I've I've, I've heard this for oh my god, some years. Uh, no, No, no offense. I've heard this. Oh. It's easy to look at the schedule now and say, oh, we're going to suck. The Bengals said that last year. Go back and look yeah. at it. Bengals fans said that all over the last year. They went to the Super Bowl. It's about when the yeah. t- when the bell rings and they step on that field. That's what it's about. They t- uh, it's about who wins it bad enough. Go look at that schedule and you tell me we're going to have more than five wins. It's not going to happen. It depends uh, on – Yeah, go something. ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Let me ask you something. Are you 125,000% going to tell me that the opponents we face aren't going to have injuries? They're not going to have major injuries or major issues to their to their team. Nobody's oh. going to get hurt. No quarterback's going to get hurt and be out for the year. No star offensive lineman's going to go out for the year. That's never going to happen to any team in the NFL. Yeah, but we can't count on that, that man. We want to win You can't count against it either. I hear it. I hear the point. I hear the point that Kenneth is making, though, is that in 2015, in that preseason, no one thought the Panthers were about to go. No, they did not. Especially, uh, especially after uh, uh, after Kelvin Benjamin went down with the injury. Yeah, we all know. We all know Kelvin Benjamin. We all know that Kelvin Benjamin was trash. But we thought we thought that was a number one wide receiver going down. That forced Cam to spread the ball around. You know, it's like you really never know. And as far as our free agent signing class is concerned, you know, look, Tony has a good mindset about it. it uh, from our from our Tuesday show, the professor man, he's been saying, uh, I'm not going to give Federer his kudos on this draft class until I see him in action. 
And that's mm-hmm. a good mindset to have because none of the Panthers have proven anything in recent years. But when you look at these guys on paper, I have no doubt that this offensive line is much improved from last year. I, I like the Austin Corbett and Bozeman signing better than I did Cam Irving and Pat Elflin the year before. So, you know, I, I think this team has the offensive weapons. It has the upgraded offensive line. The defense is the same from last year. We're going to be able to add some players. The only real defensive piece that we have to replace is uh, Hassan Reddick. And outside of that, our team is pretty much the same. It would be pretty incredible if this Panthers team was even worse than we were last year. But, Cody, you got to look at one thing, and that is this team on paper, as you said, is pretty much the same team other than Hassan Reddick. But we, against that schedule, will always – game we play other than the Atlanta game possibly because we are deficient at quarterback the number one position on the field and until we do something about that we will always be behind the eight ball I don't care if we had the 85 Bears defense the 2000 the the Ravens defenses of the 2000s until we get that quarterback position fixed we're always going to be behind the eight ball because we can never know from week to week if we're going to score three points or whether we're going to go out and just put up 25 points. The defense has to yeah. keep everybody under 11 points a game for us to even think we have a shot. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Drew, is there anything that the Panthers can do to fix that position this year? Like, um, I, I mean, so I'm on the – Kenneth said it a couple of weeks ago. I'd re-sign Cam, draft Malik Willis, and I'd cut Sam Darnold. I him. You already know Sam. This is Sam Darnold's last year in Carolina. We already know it. It's done. What is the point of having him on the roster? Thank you. He's a cancer. He's a cancer to the to the team, bro. Whether he's on the roster or whether he's off the roster, you're going to pay him 18 million. Thank you. No point in wasting reps, time, Mm. and effort on Sam Darnold. You bring in Cam Newton, you have him start. You have Malik Willis on the bench. You can put PJ Walker on the practice squad. Nobody's gonna pick him up. Yeah, I would even up. I would even go after an offensive lineman in the draft, man. Build the goddamn wall. Like, why well, do we have, have to have, talk but, about but building a wall saying, every year? Cam Newton in if Malik if you draft Malik Willis, you got to have a rookie quarterback in waiting because they're not gonna give Cam more than a two year contract. I, that, at this point, I think they give him a one year deal. But you're not getting any more than two, and you can't bank on getting a quarterback in next year's draft without giving up future capital. And that's the last thing we want to do is give up future capital. If you put a decent offensive line in front of Cam Newton and he's already got weapons on the field, Cam Newton himself is a weapon. We saw him in the water. Preach. Preach that shit. If weapons aren't open, he'll take off. Yeah. Yeah, Cody. him out there with those weapons and you spread the field in McAdoo's offense, this Panthers team could possibly be dangerous. Yes. I've been saying this. Thank you. Go ahead. No shot. Yes. Hey, we have to, we have to fix that quarterback position. And, and uh, like, look, like the the Panthers, we're going to have to choose either or either you're going quarterback at number six or, you're trusting Sam Darnold or whoever you sign in free agency to be the quarterback. I think you have to draft 
a quarterback at this juncture. But uh, Jay Stubbs, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, Cam played, like, what, four games? Like, dude had more touchdowns than Sam. Like, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, he really did, man. Like, I know he threw picks, but, like. Oh, my God. Cam threw more picks than he did. But I'm yeah. saying, like, I know Cam's going to throw picks, but, like, that dude was, like, he came in hot and, like. Hot. The, the O-line was so bad, like. It was really bad last year. And, and my biggest thing, too, is Cody asked that question earlier about uh, Sam Donald and should we keep him. Cody, pull that picture up of Matt Rule at the owners' meeting. That is what Sam <laughs> right, is doing that. to Matt Rule, bro. Like, that dude is stressed the, the F out. That well, that's what happens. That's that what happens when you have a cuck for a quarterback. He he he, <laughs> bet, he put all his chips into Sam Donald. Now look at him. He is depressed. He is, his pants is all wrinkled. Like, that dude is stress. He eat every second. He just he just stress eating. It's like he is so. I feel bad for him, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like just. Like, and and, and uh, you know what? Now now that we're on, I wanted to ask y'all this. What did y'all make of? Uh, I want to go to Nick first on this. Did what did y'all make of? Uh, uh, Matt Rule apparently at the owners meeting. Dancing, just cutting the rug, having a good old time. Draw I'm like, dude, look, look. Tony, looks too got comfortable. Mad at, Tony got mad at me on the Tuesday show, but I was like, dude, why are you dancing? Like, what are you dancing for? What do you man? have to dance like, about? Yeah, there's nothing to dance about. Because he knows it, his job is secure, bro. Do you remember what David Tepper said? Do you remember what David Tepper said? He said, I hired this, I hired a man that looked like me, that smelled like me, all the above. You don't say that to another man unless you have some type of relationship with them, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that to another about another man unless I have some type of relationship. So that lets me know they were already like this before Matt Rule was already hired. How do you how, how do you let Matt Rule go go to New York to see if he can get a job there and let him come back to the cookie? Uh, yeah, Matt. Matt. Rule, I mean, but uh, that's his business, though, bro. Like we still want for Deshaun. Just, you know that, what I'm saying? That's just. That's just and we, he didn't want to come here either. Yeah. I'm trying to find I mean, this stupid look, Matt Rule picture on Twitter. Go ahead, Nick. I, I didn't see him dance, okay? Like, personally, if you are out somewhere and music's going and it's a dance floor, by all means. If you want to dance, dance. Yeah, like, I'm not one to make fun of somebody for dancing because, bro, I don't know how to dance, okay? No. I am just a white kid from the sticks who does not know how to dance. I, I bet right? you but I'm a better far, dancer than Matt Rule. <laughs> I bet you you're a better dancer than I am, Cody. Okay. But oh, no. Straight up, as far as the the whole wrinkled pants and everything like that, bro, I've lived on my own for the last six years. I've never had a woman take care of me, and bro, I will never leave the leave my house with my pants wrinkled like that. That, that is crazy. just a character flaw, bro. Care about how you appear out in public because you are the face of a franchise. Act Dude. like it, man. That boy is stressed. Like looks like a fat uncle. Stress, bro. <laughs> Cody, He's that he weird uncle that Cody hangs out real. in the corner that nobody likes. He probably stinks too. Yeah. <laughs> Man, probably yo, hasn't yo. taken a shower in five days. Uh, you know yo, what, though? You know what, though? He does got a lot of money. He's got more money than anybody in this chat. No, I think Bill just yeah, paid more I mean, money. hey, all those dudes do, man. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the thing about exactly. it. Exactly. And if we and if any of us could trade their spots, we probably would do it in a two dollar second. 
But, oh, dude, okay. and I, I would do it, and I would right. live with the hate, man. Because that the other yeah. thing is, too, it's like, I understand everybody's argument of, oh, what does he have to dance for or everything yeah. like that. But, bro, let me tell you, who you are as a person is yeah. defined by what you do in dark times. If you man up and you do what you're supposed to do and you come out of that hole, that shows what kind of man you are. Right. Now, Rule hasn't done that yet, but I think a lot of that is going to show this year. You know, last year he kind of doubled down on what he had going for him, and he had to live with a lot of what he had. Okay, but and and he did it to himself. I'm not going to take. The, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend him and say that he didn't do it to himself. But bro, this is his. This is his year to nut up or shut up. Straight up, do what you need to do or get out. That's it. Uh, I, I think it was on Pat McAfee's show. They were saying that my man is aging like a president. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, is this the one, Drew? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah before coffee, after coffee, dude. <laughs> what that rule looks like and what he wanted, what he wants to be, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh, well, now you got to give it though. One's married and one's not. <laughs> one yeah, puts one also, solid football bro, don't go one also lives in Los Angeles too. I mean, that's one, the difference. though. if I was a head coach, I wouldn't be a head coach long. Because I I wouldn't have no sympathy. I, I for example, I would say in a press conference that Sam Darnold has great arm talent, but the problem is he lacks talent between one ear to the other ear. Yeah, that's where he lacks think, his talent. I don't He's not saying that talent, though. Bro. I would say that though. So I'm saying if I was head coach, I would say that. I would say um, Cam Irving, with all due respect, I know you got a big contract, but. You couldn't block a fat man racing to a salad bar. So shut your ass over in the corner and shut up. That's funny. I, that's I, coach, I would be the head coach long. All the people who made fun of Cam for dressing, all the people who made fun of Cam, bro, and like, this is what we get. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, man, this is – everybody made fun of Cam for how he dressed, and now we have, like, I said this on Twitter. My personal opinion. I said it on Twitter and I said it on the Tuesday chat. Um I don't really give a rat's butt what people wear. I didn't care what Cam wore and I don't care what Matt Rule wears. The only thing I ask is I don't want to see Cam in his underwear and I don't want to see Matt Rule in his underwear. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. that's leave, all I really have. Leave some to the imagination. And listen, you guys like, I'm, not, I'm not here to shame anyone yeah. for the way for the way they look. I, I mean, like my, my deal is this, dude. You know, Andy Reid is a big guy. Yep. He wears his Tommy Bahama shirts, but that dude wins Super Bowls and is in the playoffs every year. Right. So it, 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 it's like, you know, we don't care how you look. I mean, like to me, this, this isn't even news. It was just going around Twitter and people wanting to to comment on Matt Rule. Look, he looks like how he looks like. Right. I mean, my my thing is this. To me, it was just the the dancing thing. Like I just thought that was funny. Out of all the NFL coaches that would be dancing at the owners' meeting, if you had to pick one, it probably wouldn't have been Matt Rule. You know, and, and again, oh. not trying to shame here, but he doesn't necessarily have a dancer's body. If we're just hey, being bro. real, 
can I Girls, ask? Don't make fun of the fat kids, all right? No. We got. Oh uh, yeah, can, let, can, me, can, let, let me not disrespect my big boys. I think it's a really good fat dancer, bro. Can, can, can I ask? Uh, <laughs> in reality, in real reality, because because I am a married and and Jet Drew, you you're married. Let me yep. ask y'all something. Um, we don't know. Do I? Does anybody know the story behind the story? Maybe his wife wanted to dance and drug his ass up there. That could happen. But did she yeah. go? Maybe he was forced that's to what I'm, I don't know. That that's what I'm asking. Does anybody know? No, did anybody maybe, know the story maybe, behind uh, the story? Maybe he pulled the another uh, dancing up there. Maybe I, he pulled I, another Urban Meyer and uh, oh, some uh, uh, a younger a younger lass pulled him onto the dance. Well, floor. you know what? To be honest, <laughs> if he did, good for him. How yeah, about? right. Good and by him. the way, uh, uh, shout out to David Screws for the two dollars. <laughs> he said Matt Rule looks like he works at Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Man, this man doesn't deserve wrong. a job at Domino's. This guy deserves he a job at Domino's. That's too low. Let me tell you cool. something. The guy, the guy at the gas station, at least gets me the right stuff. The guy at Domino's, I can't tell you. How many <laughs> it does, yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Cody, you want that mac and if, if, if Matt Rule delivered your pizza, it would definitely be a mess by the time he got it to you, dude. Oh, that, bro, that pizza would not years. be in one in one yeah. piece. Uh, I, I seven years, just like Jay Z. I once got a pizza from Domino's that was literally <laughs> in the box upside down. Oh, oh for sure, bro. That's a fact. I stood, on the porch, I stood on the porch, opened it up. It was upside down. I walked out and put it in that man's car, and I said, "Give me my money." Uh, I've had a, I've had a pizza from Papa John's where two slices were missing. Yeah, How did you think I'm not going to notice? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're literally and, not yeah. in the box. Yeah, you uh, cripple, not blind, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, what the hell, man? This is crazy. Um, but all right, so look, let's let's kind of continue to stay on the Panthers here. Like, I mean, I don't know. Does anyone have anything more on the hey, on the coaches? Did you, like, did you see? Kind of looks like he should be hanging out with uh, Tony's brother doing laundry. Uh, <laughs> well, Cody, do you watch that McAfee? Well, one thing I got to ask though about coaches and their attire does 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 Ron Rivera own a different shirt other than a Hawaiian shirt? No, dude, I'm telling you, man. Uh, every time, really and, awesome and yeah, that's stuff. all he wears at these coaches meetings. Have y'all looked yeah. it up? Have you ever noticed that's uh, when he was in Carolina? That's all he ever wore at these coaches meetings was a Hawaiian shirt. Hey, at least he stays consistent. That's true. That's true. Did you see Evan Nell's workout, Cody? Uh, what, his pro day or his uh, – Yeah, his pro day. No, actually, I didn't. Uh, was that today? I, I don't know. I seen, I seen a couple of clips uh, on Instagram, man, and that's who yeah. I want. I want Evan Nell, man, because I know at the end of the day, if we do get a QB, if, if, if Matt Rule doesn't make it through this season, we get a new head coach. The new head coach going to want his own new QB. And then we're going to be back in the same position of – I'd rather just build the wall, man. When are we going to uh, build this wall? Right, right, baby, let, let me ask you an honest question, right? I know you're a Cam super fan like me, right? Do you think if you brought Cam Newton back to this football team and you drafted Evan Neal at number six, right? When you look at that team, is Cam Newton on that team going to be able to overcome Matt Rule's terrible coaching? Yes. That's a good question, ain't it? That's a yes, and question. I'm going to tell like, you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because once an MVP, always an MVP. And when Cam Newton has had a full offseason to prepare with all his entire weapons and, and having an offseason to learn the playbook, yes. 
absolutely, man. Cam Newton only 31, you guys. Cam Newton was not that old. I agree with G-Baby on this one. I 100% agree with G-Baby on this one. You put Cam Newton with a full offseason, and if you – I don't full think off season. would be there, but if him or Kim Aquanu were there and the Panthers took him and you put him in front of Cam – I'd say this team is second in the NFC South, and they got a shot at the playoffs. The NFC is not that tough this year. The NFC is not that tough this year. I truly, honestly believe that last playoff spot could be an eight-win team. Whoa, 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 whoa. In the NFC. You just said said that we're going to go two. We ain't going to win but two games this year. Why would we even Yeah, if if, if we're running with Sam Darnold at QB. If we have Sam Darnold at QB, we're a two-win team. But when you had – hey, Cody, when you when you yeah. had Tony on your porch that one day, what did Tony tell you on your porch? Hey, tell yeah, him. That's a good point. He, uh, tell he, him. I said, I said, Tony, how do you feel about the game today? And he said, hey, man, as long as Cam Newton's the quarterback, I feel like we've got a chance. And I'm Enough like, said. all right, man, that's it. That's it. And, like, look, I'm, a, I'm on the same team. I want to see Cam Newton come back and do this again. I understand there's a lot of people in this chat room that don't want to see that happen. And look, I don't really know what to say, man. Like, I understand the reasons why y'all don't want him. I mean, at this point, you have to have faith in something. Like, you're having to have faith that Cam Newton can have the same kind of season like he used to have before. He has not had a season like that in a long time. So I understand why people might be skeptical. I just think that he deserves the benefit of the doubt to have this team built around him a little bit. And then even still, that doesn't prevent you from moving on from him. You know, if it doesn't work out this year, then at least you've built the team, you've built the offensive line. And like Federer says, all you have to do is drop a quarterback in and the Panthers are ready to roll. So when are we going to draft a franchise left tackle? uh, I I think we already have him on the roster. Yeah, we that's another thing. Do you don't believe Brady Christensen? Can, can oh, do I believe in Brady Christensen, but as but long as Matt Rule, the coach, he ain't going to play. Yeah, you're no, right. right. Matt Rule does not believe in him, Cody, no, at all. Yeah. He does what? not believe in Brady Christensen, man. All right, you guys are not paying attention to what's happening. Okay? What? With all due respect, Yang, James Camper, the offensive line coach, has outright said Brady Christensen could be a good – could be a great left tackle. That is true. Our new O-line coach now, does he's, really he's like... He's a new offensive line coach. He's not like that idiot who's the great that we fired, we had last year, whose most famous thing he could say is he coached the Lions offensive line once. All right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a, an excellent offensive line coach that is that... And, and, and if, if let's, let's put our cards on the table here. We've already spoken that we believe David Tepper, or David Tepper has basically gave the keys to Scott Fitterer. Scott Fitter's building it. All right. The offense he's taking input from the offensive line coach and the court and the offensive coordinator. That's who he's listening to. They're not they're not listening. They're they're not concentrating on okay, Matt Rule, who do you want for quarterback? Who do you want for offensive line? And not including nobody else like they did last year. That's not working anymore. Now Scott Fitter is saying, All right, Matt, who you want? Okay, hang on a minute. All right. James Camper, who do you think will work out? All right. Uh, uh, Scott McAfee. Yeah, the point, yeah. No, I hear the point you know, that you're making. He's spreading yeah. that out. He's building that up. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying these guys are going to be great. I'm not. I'm just saying I'm just saying Brady Christensen could be excellent, and that's true. I agree to that, very much so. But I don't believe that Matt Rule has as much power. If he did, I don't know if that's true though. uh, Okay, well nobody really knows because because Fitterer said that it was Matt Rule the one who's been talking to Cam. So what does that tell you? That you you know what Cam Newton situation. Here's what I think. I think I think Cam Newton's been offered offered a contract. And I think he don't want to but sign. But he's been talking to Matt Rule though, like so, Matt Rule well, yeah, still runs. But I think Scott Fitter offered Cam Newton the contract before Cam Newton left. But the deal uh, is, uh, let me uh, let me let, let me do two things real quick. Uh, one, Noah, what's going on, bro? Welcome back to the show. What's up, Cody? What's up, man? Uh, and, and so I'm gonna go to you after uh, after I ask uh, Nick to follow up what he was gonna say. Uh, so be ready to know it. But Nick, you were going to say something. What were you going to say? So basically, we were talking about Cam, if I remember correctly. Sorry, I got I yep. spaced. No, you're fine, dude. Three, so um, look, okay, part of the reason why I think we haven't heard anything with Cam is because this team has learned from what the mistakes that it made last offseason, okay, especially at the quarterback position in regards to the draft. If you look back at what happened last year, we had already had Sam Darnold on the roster well before draft time. If you saw how everything went last offseason, you knew that the chances of us drafting a quarterback were slim to none. It would not make sense to sign or to go after Sam Darnold and give up the amount of off the assets that we had if we weren't going to try to keep him long term if he was worth it. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we should have picked up his fifth year option, but that's going down on a tangent. Okay. As far as the mistake that we made last season, everybody knew we weren't going to quarterback before the draft. So who's to say that Sam, that Cam, Scott Fitter, and Matt don't have some agreement that, hey, you aren't going to yep. sign anywhere. You're going to sign with us after the yes. draft. So that way yes. we had the potential to trade back and go after whoever we need to. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, the, the thing to remember is, though, Cam Newton – and feel about this as you may. He has been disrespected by this organization a number of times, okay? Between how he was let go and the style of everything that happened right after he was let go, that that's the first big flaw that this team made under David Tepper, okay? I'm not going to go back as far as we did never put no line in front of him, okay? But the fact that how we let him go the first time was pretty screwed up, Okay. On top of that, bringing him back and then having him being benched behind Sam Darnold whenever we were already losing the season, we weren't gonna do. We weren't gonna get any better than where we were at. Okay, and he doesn't even play the last home game in Charlotte, bro. I've been pounding the table ever since that game, and I will continue to pound the table. I want to see. I want to see Cam back. I think if he does come back, it's gonna be he's gonna be signed right after the draft. But bro, yes, he he deserves better than what we've given him. Yeah, well, he's the best I, Carolina Panther to dress in a Carolina uniform. What the fuck y'all talking about, man? I, I mean, I this is the best Carolina too, Panther ever, man. Give I me one Panther greater than Cam Newton. I'll wait. Uh, 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 Steve Smith is number two. 
He's, he's number two. That's a whole nother debate. Steve Smith is number two. That's a whole nother debate. Steve Smith is the reason why I'm a Carolina fan. I live in Utah. I used to go to U to watch Steve Smith play, bro. Yeah. Hold on, dude. What I'm saying is this, though, man. Like, regardless of of if you like Cam, if you think Cam has something left in the tank, regardless of any of that, to me, everything Nick just said was a thousand percent the truth. Like, not only do you have a chance to actually do right by him competitively by putting a, a competitive football team around him, now you leave no more excuses, no more doubts, nothing left for anyone to say. You give Cam the opportunity to show you what you can do. You give the fans the opportunity to give him the send-off that they want to see. And it still doesn't prevent you from getting the quarterback of the future if you want one. So to me, I, I mean, I'm hoping uh, that this is what happens. I'm going to be real with you all, though. The more and more time goes on, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that this is likely. I don't know that that's going to happen. Again, um, who wants to play with us? What? Cam is a free agent. He decides where he wants to go. So who the hell wants to play for this organization, especially him after we treated him? Who does? One, one thing I one one thing I want to say real quick, and then I'll let everyone else talk. The guy I forgot to mention. Okay, the reason why Matt Rule is the one that's reaching out to Cam is because Matt Rule is the one who disrespected him. Yeah. At the end of this past yeah. season, yeah. it wasn't Scott Fitter. Scott Fitter <laughs> wanted him to play. Okay, and Matt Rule has finally been trumped by David Temper, and he's probably been told, "Hey, you don't get the last say in everything." Scott Fitter does. David Tepper made that was the case. He was nice. bro. <laughs> yeah. And hey, real quick, uh, Noah just jumped on. I wanted to ask Noah what he thought about the uh, question in today's um, title. Noah, if you're still with me, do yeah, you? Man. Yeah. Do you think Sam Donald's going to be the starting quarterback? And you know, do you think that maybe we would start Sam, but still draft someone to play underneath him or behind him, rather? Starting quarterback, I think Carolina actually tweeted that out. I don't think he should be the starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, he got a good arm. He can throw good. But, I mean, he just – I think that he's like uh, like a secondary quarterback than somebody else. I mean, he's like uh, – how I put it? He's like a um, – like, if you need somebody that's in desperate moments and, like, you just don't have another quarterback there to, like, help you. So, yeah, backup. Yeah, backup. He should be a backup. And, I mean. Hold on. Hey, no, I think you're uh, – hey, no, do me a favor. Uh, uh, jump out of the show and then come back in. I'm going to try and bring you in. Your, your audio is kind of going in and out on you. Uh, so uh, jump out and then jump back in, and and we'll we'll try and get you in here. Hey Cody. Um, yeah, man, what's up? I also heard that like, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard that like, the conversation they had with Cam was if if Deshaun comes, he's gonna get suspended, and we want you to play the first couple games and then be the backup. That's what I heard the dis- discussion was. Oh, uh, you mean for uh, Cam Newton coming here? Yes. Yeah, and, and Cam's then I- like, no, nah, I'm good. But see that, but I heard the opposite though. I heard that Cam 
would be okay doing that. So that's what the uh, the the Joe Person article that I put up earlier. They had uh, he said there that Cam Newton would have been okay with coming back under those circumstances. So I don't know if that is or isn't true, man. I obviously, you know, yeah, I, I have no inside I, I to, inside track. We would have been in heaven, bro. I, I tend to trust Joe yeah, Person sure. over anybody, uh, most other people. I don't know if there's anybody more I trust than Joe Person. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's just me, though. That's my that's true. He, he's been pretty accurate through his career. So, Joe, Joe, <laughs> yeah. Joe don't often make stuff up. Just unlike other beat, unlike other folks in the media, he don't often make stuff up just to get more clicks on the internet. Yeah, so. yeah, he definitely but, doesn't man. He's he's connected. We're gonna try and get him on again soon, right. and um and, and, right. and pick his brain a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean. So I, I'm just to the point now where it's like nothing would really surprise me from the quarterback position for the Panthers. Like just being real, you know, I, I could also very easily see a scenario where the Carolina Panthers just decide, you know what, we're going to go one more year with Sam Darnold and then draft a quarterback. Um, I could also see them bringing in Cam Newton and, you know, uh, drafting an offensive lineman. Like there's, there's so many different, different answers and different things that could actually, um, you know, prove to be relevant and, and something that the Panthers might do. But Cody, um, tell me something. I've got one question yeah, for you. In the, think of all the successful head coaches that have come on in the last, what, 10, 12 years. Name me one that did not draft a, his own quarterback within his first two years on the job. The Rams head coach. So just na- na- name he, he had uh, Jared Goff. He just traded for another one. But I'm saying yeah. Mike. Yeah, Tomlin, that's what I say. But I mean, I, Mike I, Tomlin, he dra- he got he went ahead and got trapped at Roethlisberger. I'm just saying, yeah. all these guys that come in within the first two years draft a rookie quarterback and have yeah. him sitting behind somebody. Matt Rule is the only one that I know of that came in as like, oh, I'm gonna just bring in a free agent and we're just gonna let him go and then we're just not gonna yep. draft the quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point, Drew. And that 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 you bring up right there, man. It's like if you're uh if you're Matt Rule, it's not guaranteed to save your job because there have been a bunch of uh teams that have fired their head coach even after the first year with a rookie quarterback. Um but I, I do think you're right, though, man. It's like at the end of the day, you have to draft your franchise quarterback. And, um, you know, so one, let me add two people, and then I'll finish my thought. Alex, are you with us? What's up, Alex? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Chilling, man, chilling. And then, of course, we're from Nine Lives Panther Podcast, my man from New York, Keeb. Keeb, what's up, brother? You with me? Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? What's up, chilling man, chilling man. All right, let me get both of y'all in this uh in this discussion, man. Is Sam Darnold looking more and more like the answer every day? We'll go to Alex and then we'll go to Cube. No, he's not the answer. Okay. But I mean, unfortunately, with the situation that we're in, um, it's gonna be tough. I I, I would want to bring in uh I'd want to bring in Cam Newton back, but uh yeah. I, I don't think they pretty much fitter kind of said like, here's the role and this is what we want you to do. And I, I, that's why I think Cam's not going to come back. Cause I think they want him to be a backup and he's not going to back up Darnold. There's no way he can't. First of all, Donald doesn't hey, even shouldn't. hold. Yeah. All right. He doesn't even hold his jock strap. Darnold's not even close 
to Cam Newton. So, um, and that's the thing. But then again, maybe we draft Willis and we bring Cam. There's a lot of options out there. I think Carolina doesn't want to show their card too much, show their hand. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that we build the O-line, bring Cam in for another year, and then just go from there. Yeah, and before we go forward, to your point, Alex, like, you know, so I was okay. I was actually watching this earlier. Like when when you see Matt Rule and Scott Fitter at the pro days of all the quarterbacks, and they're literally right behind them while they're throwing. A lot of people are like, "Oh, are the Panthers just feigning interest in the quarterback so they can get someone to jump in front of them?" Dude, I don't even think we're thinking that hard about it. I think mm-hmm. we're just so interested in doing our work on these quarterbacks that, yeah, man, we're like, yeah, we're, we're trying to see who's going to be the guy that we're going to draft. Um, but, uh, hey, uh, so I'm about to go to Keith real quick, but let me introduce Brad to the show. Brad, what's going on, brother? Well, you know, just figured I'd hop in here, see how everybody's doing. Hope everybody's yeah, having man. a good Friday night, you know, the usual. I love it, man. I love it. Happy you could join us again. Um, Get ready because we'll come back to you uh, with this question after my man Keeb goes on it. Uh, Keeb, talk to me, man. Uh, so, again, like none of us believe that Sam Darnold's the answer. That's a foregone conclusion. We all know that. H- how I'm shifting my question is, is there a world where Sam Darnold could at least be our starter going forward while we give our rookie quarterback enough time to kind of learn the ropes and become a competent starter in the NFL, especially looking at what Sam Darnold did to start the season last year, where he wasn't he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible either. He showed off good athleticism. Key, what say you, man? Um, I mean, Cody, again, like you said, it's a foregone conclusion to say that Sam Darnold is any good for the Carolina Panthers, but at the, right. at the end of the day, you paid him $18 million because – you know, out of a, out of a necessity um, because, um, you know, we, 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 we were at, we were at a position where the, our, our fan base um, abnormally was so high on bringing in Sam Darnold that this organization felt the need to give this guy his fifth year option. Um, we're, we're stuck, Cody. And, and to be honest right now, yeah, I don't know who that is, but, um, yeah, like I said, like I was saying, to be honest, right now it's that as Panther fans, you know, who've seen years in and years out of disappointment, I can't, I, I, I believe we have to look at all aspects of this and how it might come down to, you know, like you said, I don't think the Panthers are thinking that deep into, you know, fooling, trying to fool anybody. If you're listening to the NLP podcast, we've been trying to get a quarterback, we've been trying to get people excited about one of these two quarterbacks. Um, I'm higher on Pickett than I am on Willis, but again, it doesn't okay. really matter because we don't have anybody as a quarterback. So you get you got to get somebody in here. But again, it yeah. can be a possibility that Sam Darnold can be our day one starter. And I don't I don't think I don't think even if you draft one of these quarterbacks that you're you're comfortable enough to put them out there the the first couple of games. So right. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I have a different question that I want to get to, but I want to get to Brad and get his opinion on this before we move on to it. Uh, Brad, do you think that Sam could at least be okay in the interim? Like maybe they'll bring Cam Newton back. Fine. That's a whole nother discussion. 
But could it be possible that they look at Sam Darnold as like, okay, this is your audition for us and the world and for your NFL future going forward. Do the best with what we can give you here. And you draft a quarterback to be able to kind of bring up behind him. Is that that far-fetched, Brad? So I think that Sam Darnold is going to be the day one starter. I've, I've been thinking that for a while. I So there are a lot of reasons why. I think – it, there's a couple things, right? So, I think it's I think they are going to draft a quarterback. I don't think it's going to be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. I think they're going to try and trade back and probably pick up an edge rusher or uh, or Penning or some another tackle that's further down to try and get somebody else in the second round. The reality is, if you look at their cap situation for next year, if if we go into next year's cap, we're already going to be three million in the hole, and that's with fifteen million rollover, assuming they have fifteen million to roll over. Right. Right. So they are not. They do think it'll increase, but I I hear you though. But well, I that's with them assuming a cap of two hundred thirty-five million, which is uh, a significant increase over the cap this year. They're they're not going to be in a position where they can really afford to pay Sam Donald, or or really be in a position where they can go out on the free agent market and be aggressive and get a quarterback that way. I think they 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 have to drop the quarterback. I don't think it's. I think I think that that's a foregone conclusion at this point. I just don't think it's going to be in the first round. I think they might wait and try and take like Sam Howell if he falls to the second round. round. Um, yeah. It just kind of depends. Um, I there is. I think they want to make their offense quarterback proof because that's kind of the, the the impression we've gotten. That's the kind of offense that, you know, I, I understand that Ben McAdoo has been good for quarterbacks when he's in an offensive coordinator position, but, you know, it would not surprise me if they they come out and their game plan is win with defense and run the ball 50 times a game. I mean, that that minimize the amount of the amount of risk that Sam Darnold can be put in. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's kind of – I think that's their their game plan. They don't want to be predicated on having a, a franchise quarterback. They want to go into it and have uh, somebody who can just very quick make quick dump offs, distribute the football, you know, get get the ball to guys in space and go from there. And so, so you've been no, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. So basically, Brad, like out of curiosity, that that seems to me like a repeat of just last year. I you think know, that. that yeah, well, they, I mean, were, they were pray that Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. Is what it sounds like. Well, not 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 necessarily even that. Look at how our defense was last year. I don't know about you guys, man, but I was excited about that defense going into the season. And even the first, I'd say, ten games, I was pretty impressed with what the defense did. Other than the Dallas game, you know, the Dallas game they just tore us apart. But it's right. Dallas. Like Nick, I kind of I expected question. that. How much better do you think it's gotten though? I don't think it's gotten better at all. I think it's going to take a step back, but mm-hmm. but that but that depends on what they do with that first pick, right? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of projections that Kayvon Thibodeau is going to fall. So, what do they trade back and yeah. take Kayvon Thibodeau? Dude, they are killing they... that dude, bro. What's up with that, uh, dude? I'm telling you, every every couple of years it happens to a player where it's like they have this crazy high evaluation, and then as time goes on. People just start to sour on this guy. They say he's and, lazy. And, what, is, what is that about? Yeah, like they're saying he has no work ethic. They're saying he has no motor. Now, I personally find that his film, I think he's a damn good player, but I see a lot of Brian Burns in him in that 
I think he's an, an incredible outside rusher. I think he's incredibly agile. He can go inside or outside. But I don't think he's very strong in the run game. I don't think he sets a very physical edge, which is what the Panthers kind of have a problem with on their defensive line right now. Um, so, so you think you think he's a three-four the linebacker then? I think ultimately his best fit is going to be a three-four linebacker. I think if a team does want to put his hand in the dirt, it's not like he can't do it. But that's not where I would want him to to play at, at his best. He's not like well, yeah, he's not like Aiden. Like a, I, I, well, to me, Aiden Hutchinson like is my number one pass rusher in this draft by a mile. I think well, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is the real deal. Um, Trayvon Walker, but, Trayvon Walker scored a perfect ten on his RAS score. You know that. Damn. You know, for, for, yeah. for lack of for lack of a better term, and, and I'm sorry, this isn't going to be PG. You know, Matt Rule's guy going to be stroking his three inch cock, looking at that RAS score. My thing about my thing about wow, that's a crazy one. My thing about um. <laughs> about this draft, though, is that no, like none of these guys that you go through and look at, like, and, and when you compare them to other years, if you're talking about the receivers, the corners, any of that stuff, like in, in this class, none of them are like head and shoulders the man, right? Like every position has a guy that might be number one, but they're not like um, for so. For example, there's no Miles Garrett in this year's class. Um, I wouldn't even, yeah, like a Bosa. I wouldn't even say from the cornerback position. Like there isn't, you know, I know there's a lot been made about Sauce Gardner and Stanley and stuff like that, but I, I wouldn't even compare them to J.C. Horn and Sertain that came out last year. Um, so it's like this draft class is like you're having to project a little bit. Do you think Evan Neal's the best player in the draft? No, I mean, so I'm I'm still working on my big board. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out sometime soon. I'm gonna put out my top fifty. Okay, um, cool, cool. But but uh, I, it might be a surprise who I have number one. It might not be. But at Blake the end Willis. of the day, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I, I'll, no, I I'll got put you. it this way: when I, when I put my list out, everybody will will see how I have this draft looking. But, Can't wait, bro. Um, yeah, man, I'm 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 working hard on it, putting it together. Let me ask y'all this: is is there a player that you're disappointed if we take at number six? Like, if we took a certain player at number six, would you be like, "Damn, the Panthers made a mistake"? If we take a like, defensive back, yes. I, I okay, think, so defensive back, clearly. I'll be mad, bro. I I think that there's still like an argument to be made that that defensive back room is not very deep. Right. I mean, I, 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 I could I could understand like we haven't resigned Stephon Gilmore. We brought back Dante Jackson, which I mean, you look at I, I, I honestly think bringing back Dante Jackson at that price was a mistake. I really do. Um, I think mm-hmm. they over they overpaid for him a lot. But Dante? yeah, but uh-huh. th- that being said, like, I, I don't think that that's a particularly deep room. I, I could certainly see them trying trying to get somebody, but I, I just hope it's not. Like, if they're going to take a cornerback in the first round, then they better be trading back. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I I, I feel like – I'm going to be honest. Like, if they take a quarterback at number six overall and they don't trade back, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be really upset, even if it's Malik Willis. 
because that tells me that they're 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 phoning at home on this season. I mean, just in mm. general, I, I don't. I know everybody's high on Kenny Pickett, and they think that he's you know he he can lead a franchise, but. I, I, I think there's a very real possibility that even if they draft Kenny Pickett at six overall, that Sam Darnold still beats him in training camp and still starts most of the season. I mean, it's not, it's not far fetched. I mean, if at this point, Sam Darnold does have four years of NFL experience. And I, I tell you what, that would be a, that would be one heck of a thing. If a rookie, uh, especially Malik Willis, who all the, the knocks on him are is that he's not ready to play NFL football just yet. If he came in and beat out Sam Darnold, that that would be one uh, one heck of a thing, man. But, Cody, um, he's mocked number two now to Detroit, bro. Oh, uh, who Willis is? I've seen that a lot lately. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm 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 seeing more and more of these trades of guys trying to move up into the fifth. Uh, or you know, move up with the Giants to grab a quarterback. I mean, it's uh, I'm telling you, man, these quarterbacks always get overvalued, whether you like them a lot or not. The quarterbacks generally go early, so well, I think that's going to happen again this year. Uh, hey, I know my man Drew has got to get out of here. Drew, as always, I appreciate you for uh, coming and spending your Fridays with us and hanging out, man. Is there anything uh, you want to tell the people before, before you jump, you jump out? Of here? Hey, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed a Friday free-for-all. Can't wait for next week's show. I'll keep listening. But uh, you guys keep pounding. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that Scott Fitter can uh, get Matt Rule on the right track because I'm tired of seeing losing football. Let's go, man. Let's go. And Fitterer we trust because it ain't Matt Rule. (laughs) Keep pounding. All right, Drew, have a good afternoon, man. I'll see you next time, man. All right, later, bro. All right, later, Drew. Um, so, Cody, always, you, had, yeah, go ahead, Nick. you had asked the question as far as who we would be disappointed in if they were drafted at number six. And, bro, let me tell you something, okay? I'm not about that small hands life. You better keep Kenny Pickett out of my <laughs> life, bro. I don't want to see that man on a Panthers field unless if we're playing him. Because, bro, that has Kyle Allen Jr. written oh, no, all no, over no, no, it. No. And I've seen this game before. So, so I want to interject here really quick. So, Kenny Pickett's stats from last season: four thousand three hundred nineteen yards, 47, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a quarterback rating of eighty one point two. That's eerily similar to a gentleman with, um, let's let's just read this here: yards three thousand eight hundred sixty four, uh, percentage sixty seven. Or I'm sorry, where's the QBR? Where's his QBR? Eighty two point five touchdowns, thirty seven interceptions, eight. You know who that other person is? is any, any guesses? Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. No, Will, Cam Newton. No, no, no. Will Greer. Oh my God! Don't say that. You're just proving my point, man. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> people, people are trying to like telling me that Will or trying to tell everybody that Kenny Pickett's the most pro-ready quarterback in this class. And if that's the case, I mean, I, I don't think they're. I think. I think the, the 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 player, the quarterback that will have the best career in this class is going to probably be Malik Willis if he's given enough time to sit and develop. I think that Kenny Pickett Same temperature be, it was earlier. Oh, actually, it's probably cooler because of someone. I'm sorry. I, I, I about it. Go ahead, Brad. But I think that Kenny Pickett's going to be a solid backup 
quarterback in the NFL, I don't think he's going to be a solid starter. He's not going to be a fran- – he will not be a franchise quarterback. He will be in a play within the system, play with – he will be a Jared Goff-style quarterback. Well, let me not- ask you this, though. Oh, okay. So, uh, I know uh, Connor, he said earlier – He's a big time fan of Kenny Pickett. Okay, I am. Uh, so I am. I'm like, like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm between all of you, right? I like Malik Willis the best, so I he would be my preferred. I, I think that you should bet on the long term talent, but I'm kind of in between all of you. It's like I don't dislike Kenny Pickett as much as Nick and Brad do, but I don't love him as much as Connor does. Now, what I what what I want to ask to Brad and Nick is this. What don't you like about so is it okay if it's the hands and you think that's going to be a problem for him long term? Fine, I understand that, and there's nothing I can really say to that. But what is there anything about his game based on what you have seen that you don't think will translate to being a successful NFL quarterback? But I'll let Nick and I'll let either Nick or Brad go, go first, and then I'll go to you, Connor. Go, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead, Brad. So uh, the biggest thing that I've I kind of look at when I evaluated him, or when I've kind of ge- general gotten this general opinion, is if you watch his tape from the Senior Bowl, right? If you watch his tape from the Senior Bowl during the when he's throwing in the weather, that ball is not going ev- anywhere. He he actually played poor, very poorly in the Senior Bowl in the weather, right? He doesn't have the arm strength to push a ball through inclement weather at all, and I, I just don't. You know, that's that's not necessarily a great thing for a team that plays in an outdoor stadium eight games a year, right? I think that's 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 problem number one. I think that you know all all the stats are great, but he also didn't play in a in a, a terrible. He didn't play in the SEC. I mean, he played in the AC, AAC or ACC, which is ACC, not a yeah. yeah, which is not a. Bro. It, but it's not a particularly tough division. I mean, the toughest team in that division is Clemson. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I I think that you know we. I just worry that by taking, if you take Kenny Pickett at six overall, you're overdrafting him, a lot. That's that's my problem, right? Is you know I've anytime I see somebody in mock within a mock draft that drafts him really before pick 15 or so that grade is a D on that pick because he's not the, the skills. He doesn't have any traits that I would sit back and say, you can't teach. He's got coachable traits. He's just a basic, he's a basic vanilla quarterback. Okay. Hey man, look, uh, look who we can welcome to the show right now. The man, the myth, the legend, the Your professor in the house. <laughs> Tell me what's up, brother. What's up, dude? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Talking about, uh, you know, I mean, having a whole quarterback discussion. I feel like we always are, but uh, we're, we're discussing Kenny Pickett. Uh, we got Connor in the building. Connor loves him some Kenny Pickett, uh, but uh, Nick and Brad aren't aren't so sold on baby hands, man. Um, and then Tony, while, while you're here, I wanted to ask you this question. Now that I have you. Um, do you think that there's a scenario that we look at Sam Darnold as just a bridge quarterback? Like maybe no matter what we do, we just let Sam start and play and then look to upgrade either in the draft or maybe next year. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's what you're gonna have to do at this point. 
you know i mean either it, it to me it just doesn't make sense to go get another bridge quarterback you know is that yeah will they be better sure you know i mean there's a like we all go through the same names first i don't think jimmy g's a name anybody's interested in since his shoulder surgery he's not even gonna be ready for training camp potentially so that's there's just too many red flags on an average player right there uh in my book or a game manager or however you want to describe him i think he's a bum personally but that's just me um i you know who i like but at the same time i am admitted that that's like a personal like i like him as a person and the the kind of thing and i'm rooting for him to kind of like i'm rooting for little baby bird all the time you know i got some favorites but i don't think he's going to be necessarily all of a sudden that would come in and and solve anything other than just give us a new name to like momentarily before we hated them um so i think that this is you know what man might, might as well let sam darnold suck up the ire of the fan base and the problems and really um like uh you guys we were saying on tuesday is that matt rule and them did this dude they should have to deal with it you know like and the worst thing to do is this is why i haven't been for going and getting cam is like you're just adding to the salary cap you're just adding temporary band-aids to open serious wounds. Yeah. Um, so I I think this is again, I think the Panthers have to either go Matt. Now maybe they get aggressive and go after Kyler Murray. I mean, that could be no. but it's gonna take them drafting a quarterback. It's just is it this year or next year? Is the real oh. question. And I want to respond to briefly to was it Brad just talking about uh Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that he has does not have the traits that make you the greatest prospect in the his like the greatest pros, prospect, right? Like but at the same time I just don't like the draft. It's almost like draft uh hipsters that are like, "Well, it's okay to take him at 28, but not at 6." Say we had the twenty. You know, what I mean, if you think he's going to be the starting quarterback next year, then really, what does it matter what pick it is? And if you don't believe he's going to be the starting pick quarterback, then you shouldn't pick him at twenty-eight, forty-eight, or six overall. And to me, it's just like this: is like Will Greer was a bad pick, period, because you didn't think he was going to be good regardless. So it's just a wasted pick. So I think if you are, if you feel like you're going to, I just don't understand that entire thing. If he turns out to be a starter, right. For in two years, three years, four years, he's worth any pick. Hey, Hey Brad, why don't you go through and read those stats again? And then we'll see if Tony can figure out who, uh, who that player is, you know, because that right there, it speaks highly to your argument as well as mine. Oh, by the way, whoever has the TV on in the background, mute the TV or the volume while you're – or either that or just mute your microphone while you're sitting there chilling, not saying anything. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Brad earlier, he read out uh, Will Greer's um, his stat line and how they were eerily similar – to Will Greer when Will Greer what, came to Kenny Pickett, you mean? Yeah, Kenny Pickett was very similar to Will Greer uh, and that their, their stat lines 
yeah, were, were, were similar. But again, this is one of the things, and I know Tony can vouch for me on this. Like, I, I'm really done comparing quarterbacks to other quarterbacks. Like, you can do it from an evaluation standpoint, and like their gameplay reminds you of someone. But like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take Will Greer's stat line and say, okay, well, since they're similar, I think they're the same player. Like I said to you all, I, I think I Pickett, I think Kenny Pickett is a better quarterback talent than Mac Jones. I would prefer Pickett over Mac Jones. I, I, I think that he has better athleticism. I think that he's better uh, rolling outside the pocket. Uh, and I think that he has better arm talent. To be, you, if, I, if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, go ahead, Connor. go ahead, Connor. I know you have a point to make too, Connor. Go ahead. So another point that I was just thinking of. So Pickett's stock, Pickett's stock has been absolutely plummeting. It seems like. So guess what? We can trade back to pick 15, 16, or 17. We can trade back with the Eagles, maybe. And we could draft Pickett. And we could still get some draft capital. And another thing is, when I say that I no, like Kenny Pickett, I'm not hating on Malik Willis. I like Willis also. Pickett is the better option for us. I, I don't think. This seems I don't think like the better option for us. Pickett's not going to. So Pickett is, is not going to be there, I don't think, past pick 13. I just don't. Yeah. Where do you I think, think he's going? I think he's either going to Seattle, New Orleans. I, Al- I think Atlanta. I think I think Pittsburgh's going to trade up and go get him. Washington. Well, I've heard I've heard Pittsburgh associated with Willis and Pickett. Well, another thing is another thing that I wanted to bring up. It seems like why haven't we been talking about maybe trading back into maybe. I'm seeing some people in the chat right now talking about Sam Howe. Why aren't we considering him? Not a yeah, six. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I'm just not. I mean, heck no. To me, to, to me, Sam Howell, and this is just my opinion. I mean, counter for what it's worth. Sam Howell to me is like Baker Mayfield 2.0. I don't love his pocket mechanics. I don't love his athleticism. Um, I mean, he has a good arm, but he also doesn't have that prototypical quarterback size either. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, to me, if there's any wild card quarterback in the draft this year, it's, it's Desmond Ritter. Desmond oh, Ritter. I thought it would be Corral. Yeah. I mean, I know he is a top, I mean, he's kind of one of the top prospects, but to me, that's someone else. I mean, there is an argument that Connor's making is that, like, look, is that if you don't feel comfortable with these guys at six, maybe trade back and see if one of the guys that you kind of felt comfortable, like, in theory, you think could work, but you just weren't really to risk the, risk it for the biscuit type thing, that you still might get them. I respect and everybody that might be the case. Chat, chat room. I'm just speaking what's in my heart and what's on so, my heart. Yeah, you're right, man. All right. So what, what happens if we draft a quarterback and we have a bad season and we fire Matt Rule? Not now we so got. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna that's be honest a, with you. That's a legitimate concern too. That's a legitimate so, concern. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I think that if it, the the free agent moves they've made with the the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, the pursuit the the trying. You know, apparently they were trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo before his shoulder surgery. Um, I. The fact that David Tepper fancies himself to be like you know. Dave, he sees rules as Chuck Knoll. 
Chuck Noll didn't win and start winning until his fifth season as head coach. I I would be surprised. I if they draft a quarterback or they roll with Sam Darnold either way. I think I think Rule's going to stay another year. He'll be he'll be here for year four. I, I think you're right, Brad. At this point, I think no matter what, we're signed up for Rule for one more year. So at least one more year after this one, unless if we absolutely fall flat on our faces. So I hope we don't get lucky. We have, I, mean, I hope we get to have a good season. But man, do it, that dude is. He's really uh, incompetent, for real. He provides no schematic advantage. I want to speak to Alex. It's it's Alex, right? I can't see because of the banner. Alex's point here is that that is a legitimate uh, concern that, like, if you – this is where you get forced into something. What I want us to do is pick a quarterback because we believe in him, right? And that you truly believe in your evaluation and that, that that's the right thing to do. And if you don't truly believe in that, then you shouldn't do it. And that's why I think if you, that's why I say you either pick them, if you're going to pick him at 28 and you're going to pick him, then you should pick him at six. If you really believe that he's worth the future. But I think this is that I think we're going to learn. And I've been saying this for a minute is that we're going to learn about Carolina's um, kind of temperament and sentiment with Matt rule by this draft pick is that if you draft a quarterback, that means we both that the, ownership believes in Matt rule more than we do right if they draft a tackle or an offensive lineman or a defense imagine if they get like a draft that uh, safety that just means this is like we're on tank mode not tank necessarily like we might not be selling all the farm or whatever but Matt rule is likely not going to be the dude in 2023 you're going to bring in a coach who's going to then pick their quarterback you can't let Matt Rule f- flounder on the quarterback for that long. Doesn't it feel like dead man walking? Like I, I'm trying to imagine what scenario saves Matt Rule's job. But that's the thing is I, I already think it's safe. I think that no matter what happens, even if Sam Darnold's a starter and we don't pick a quarterback, if we don't pick a quarterback, it's because we've made the free agent moves and we think we can win right now if we just get a defensive end or – a, a safety or something along those lines, right? Whatever they do with that pick, it, it I, I think that everyone in that building is ready to win now or thinks they're capable of winning right now, no matter who they choose, even if that means starting Sam Darnold. But I mean, I, I also think, I mean, that I makes say- me question them entirely. Yeah. <laughs> As it like if that's how they really think right now is like, yes, we're, you're never that far away from winning. Right. Is that sometimes like I agree, like Cody says, like, hey, man, all of a sudden this offensive line can be fixed a lot quicker than we think. And and it's true. But the team is so different than it was last year, this year. And that is that could be for good or worse, um, for better or for worse. But I think like unless you have a quarterback, you can't really believe you're going to win. Like, I mean, not consistently. You can't really think that that's going to look at all the teams. Look at how hard it is to be successful. Drew Brees, one Super Bowl, right? One. Peyton Manning, two. Aaron Rodgers, one. Like, I mean, like, I mean, you got all of this in Dan Marino, zero. Yeah, everything has to go right. The idea that you could even be a contender with a guy that you they don't even believe in Sam Darnold how about this is we got to stop saying this is that like it's not us hating on them it's them they just talk shit excuse me they talk junk straight to his face 
Straight yes. when oh, they called, the they said this man, Joe Person asked exactly, um, asked uh, Scott Fitter after the stuff that happened with Baker Mayfield and with Matt Ryan if you have to manage kind of people's um, feelings. And he was referring to Sam, Sam. Donald, and he goes, No, nah, I didn't call him. <laughs> like he almost made him apologize. He almost made Sam apologize to him instead. So it's like uh, I have never seen a team in the history of my life, and this has happened twice now. It happened with Teddy, and now it's happened with um, Sam Darnold. They very well could trot this guy out in Week One. Imagine that. Imagine like uh, t- uh, the yeah. the added the the tone you have taken. They have not been political diplomatic by no. any means with the way that they have handled Sam Darnold's since the season's over. And they should. Yeah. Hey, Tony, to yeah. your point, I, uh, how many people you think on the team, like if you ask them, hey, do you want Sam to be our quarterback? I bet you everyone will say no, every single one. Except for Christian McCaffrey because they're bros. But No, nah, yeah. he's <laughs> yeah. no bro. Yeah, that's funny. Have uh, you guys I mean, talked about the Robbie Anderson thing yet? No, no, was, not, no, no, not yet. Uh, Tony, did you bring it up and I'll try and find it. So I I turned on Twitter yesterday or the day before, and Robbie Anderson says, "Hey, all free agents who haven't signed yet, if you want to win and get paid, come to Carolina." And I <laughs> that's exactly how I felt, Connor. Exactly. Like what kind of it was what such a I don't know say? if it was a desperate. It just seems so bizarre, and it made it sound like we would just give money to anybody. And maybe he should feel like that since we gave him all that money. He won another quarterback, bro. Well, and so the, the rea- looking at how much cap space they have right now, they have like $30 million in cap space. They have the most in, of all the teams in free agency, and we're still projected to go into, into ne- next season with negative cap space, right? Oh, crazy, man. So stupid. So I, I'm going to be real. Like, I think they're done in free agency. I think they are done signing players and outside of their draft picks. I think they're saving everything else for in-season trades and, and any moves they have to make to, to basically shore up injuries. I mean, I, I don't see the making of another big splash move. I just don't. So. I mean, again, the salary cap, dude, I'm, I'm, I have never been more certain that it's a myth then after seeing what the Saints did and going yeah. from like negative 70 million to all of a sudden they cleared a bunch of room and they were able to make room for Deshaun. It's like, dude, Fitterer and Suleiman need to figure out whatever these teams are doing, like the Rams and the Saints, the way they sign their contracts, the way they do their salary cap, whatever they're doing, we need to take a lesson from them. There is no reason that the salary cap, in my opinion, should ever be an argument that's used against us, dude. It may not sound smart, but I'm convinced that it's a joke. Um, my thing is this. Is there, is there any legitimacy? I mean, Tony, you brought this up. Is there any legitimacy to this? Like Robbie Anderson saying, hey, man, the Panthers want to win. We want to get people paid. Like, I mean, I don't know. Is he out of bounds for even saying this? Like, I, I, I got to be real with you. I mean, whether or not you believe it, I like the fact that we have someone that's trying to get people to come here Me to too. continue to build the team. Like, somebody that's, like, 
showing off for Carolina. It's like, yeah, I, I like that we have someone that is doing that for us. I don't know how successful it would be, Cody, but I, just, I do I like that he's doing this. I just other wish Honestly. Other players on other teams are doing it. Right. Of course, they did it in the height of free agency, not when free agency is about over. <laughs> Paul Robbie Anderson might have been helped out if he had done it the first day of free agency. He kind of day date and turned it on short. But, and there's still a good bit of free agency left. It's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, I feel yeah. like it would have been more meaningful. It, it almost makes me feel like, man, just Robbie's dumb. Like, yeah. uh, is that like it's? It's not like he's targeting a certain person that he thinks could really help us. It's like, hey, anybody out there, <laughs> we need all the help we can get in the world. We want to win. I don't know yeah. if he. I don't know. Maybe he bought me. Thirty-seven-year-old Dwayne Brown to come in here on a five-year deal. Oh gosh, please don't. I know. Like another thing is, I don't want to. I don't ever want a Seattle offensive lineman. So I, I, would, I would, but but here's the thing: Dwayne Brown is not a bad left tackle. The thing about ninety percent of the sacks that Russell Wilson incurred were because he held on to the ball the longest of any quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I wouldn't mind Dwayne Brown as if he would take a realistic contract for his thirty-seven-year-old body, but he wants a ten million dollar contract with 10 million guaranteed that's just dumb at 37 million, 30 at 37 years of age well he saw what the, uh, that dude from uh, Whitworth did he saw how man Russell Okung we thought Russell yeah. well Russell Okung was 32 I think and we were like oh he's too old right. do you remember the we got Russell Okung we always do this we always get the free agent that I want five years after I wanted him <laughs> um, do you remember uh, the guy Bird? He was a safety. He went from Buffalo to the Saints, and then he came and played a year with us. What was yeah, his Jared first? Bird or something like that. Yeah, I wanted him, but then it was like this. Oh, you like him, Tony? He's like, yeah, I liked him five years ago. Um, Russell Okun, <laughs> I wanted him five years ago instead of Matt Khalil. I, I wanted Gilmore before the Patriots signed him. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think, though, I do think I saw Dereal uh, Zero Chill say this in the chat that there is there's always one more wave of free agency. And that is after the draft. That's true. And we, you know, is that if we I mean, there's going to have to be some holes to fill out some things. I think for me, the real question marks are, um, you know, and actually Scott Scott Fitter has really talked glowingly about some of the question marks that I had about the team. All right, so these two areas actually he's spoken very highly about the defense and the improvements to the defense, and he thinks that this line is going to be more formidable this be, year. For sure, is this because of the? What did it? Is this because simply because of the addition of the the guy with the lowercase name, which I don't understand? Is it Greek or so? Do Greek people not? Like, why does it not capitalize? That's what my biggest question is. Why has he got a lower a lowercase last name? Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that. Is that it's like, always it's un yeah it's lowercase all the time, and it's like the way it's supposed to be. I wonder if it's like you a, think it's a Greek thing. I don't know. I mean, I gotta it, figure it, it out. It could it could be because of all the eyes and the L's in the very beginning. Like, if you don't right. If, it could be that. Like I'm just assuming. So I don't know, but uh, <laughs> he, he spoke real well about the secondary, the secondary, right, and some things that. And there's some question marks. We have look is that Dante Jackson his play has improved so much in my opinion, 
right? It's like he went from a boomer bust type player to a far more consistent player. But then the problem is, is that injury set in. Now, um, but you put a lot of stock on him. You put a lot of stock on J.C. Horn being healthy and C.J. Henderson. But they believe that this secondary is just as good as last year, or at least that's the way he's talking. He believes that the – I don't think he thinks the defense is going to be less uh, potent this year. So, so Tony, I have a question for you then. Do you think Dante played better last year because he improved his play, or do you think it's because – the front the front the guys on the line played better i think it's him i think he's been a lot more mature um i think that you know is that he's been less emotional i think for me the biggest thing is this is dante's put his head down and tackled in the run game that's where i was like this is like dante has gone and made some big time open field tackles um underneath that i thought were indicative of him um I don't know. I don't know if it was committing or, you know, he's always been a ball hawk. How old is that? He's been that. Um, I think, too, that it's helpful to have J.C. Horn or Stefan Gilmore, somebody on the other side, because I think it's unfair to ask an undersized corner to be a number one. Like, I just think, hey, look, they can be very, very good. They can go up against speed guys, and there's times they can cover some bigger guys, but it's just unfair to ask him to go up against Julio. There's just a physical advantage all the time that your speed can't beat. So I think it's been helpful to him to have a more physical guy on the other side where you can match up better. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, like, but that too, like now that we have this amount of money, I'm really hoping that Stephon Gilmore comes back. I I mean, I really, I really, I know it, I know it might not happen, but dude, I'll be darned if I don't like the idea of having that backfield of JC Horn, CJ Henderson, Dante Jackson, and Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> like, dude, if teams are gonna throw the football, well, let's be prepared to drop back in coverage and let our ball hawks go get the football and start creating takeaways like the Panthers were used to be known for, you know? Like, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. mind that at all. Here's the thing, Cody, man. You know, you got to think we just paid Dante. Okay, We picked up C.J. Henderson last year. We picked up J.C. Horn last year. I, You know me, dude. I've been pounding the table to get Stefan Gilmore back. But once they sign Dante, I don't see I don't see that them re-signing Stefan. Uh, yeah, that that's just too well, much money in that one room. Not to mention that, but, like, I they, they still have a glaring hole at defensive end. I mean, they do not. I know that everybody's saying expecting YGM to step up and pick up the the pressure that or to, to start pressure. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. Like, I mean, I, I understand the big jumps happen in year three typically for most defensive ends, but like, you know, he's been he's been injured just way too often during his rookie year and his his uh, his sophomore year. I'm actually more interested in Marquise Haynes playing that more consistent role because I feel like he's about the they're viewing him like a Mario Addison player. You know, is that a guy that finally is 28, 29 years old and is going to give you two or three good years of, of being a contributor? Maybe not dominant, but Mario Addison was a good, was a decent player for us. He did good for Buffalo, too. Yeah. And the thing is, and I, and I wonder, too, with Brian Burns a little bit, and maybe, you know how the NFL has gotten so much younger? Right. I mean, if you think about this, DJ Moore is 24 
or something Pretty like that. Sure. All it maybe we're expecting these guys to blossom faster than real is realistic. And you know that it does happen for some players. Like there's some guys that come out and they're going to be dominant from day one, but that's got to be the anomaly. Some of these players might actually be decent contributors. So I wonder if Marquis said like, if they think that he can fill that role without really maybe not getting 10 sacks, like dang homeboy did, but be a contributor they like that defensive front a little bit more this year. And by the way, I, I, I think it's an apt comparison that we make to Mario Addison because Mario Addison was, I believe, undrafted. Uh, he had bounced around to, I believe, I, I, I believe the Panthers were his third team that he went to before he really started to play well. And Tony, I, I even think that you kind of undersold Mario Addison a little bit. I would say from 2015 to what 2017 18 mario addison was our premier pass rusher like that guy was our primary sack getter for a while um and i remember ron rivera being hopeful that marquis hands would kind of fill that mario addison role and step into that kind of joker style defensive end um and i i mean really i'm hoping that that we are able to get that kind of improvement for him because I, I don't know, man. I like Ioannidis, but I really just I, – I feel like losing Hassan Reddick is going to be a bigger problem down the road than we feel like it is right now. Yeah. I, I feel like that could be an issue of having to make up for all that production, and we don't have a player to be able to, to fill that with. It's a, a bunch of guys that you're hoping – are going to turn out. There's no guarantees for Frankie Louvu. There's no guarantees for Mario Addison or YGM. So, I mean, I and you can make the argument Hassan was our best player last year. I, I said it earlier. I mean, like I said, that 10, that perfect 10 RAS score that Trayvon Walker had, I'm telling you, Matt Rule, all three inches, fully erect for that. I mean, don't be surprised <laughs> if he takes him at six. I'm just saying. And I will be fair to put my scouting cap on. I do believe that um, Trayvon Walker was even underutilized at Georgia, so he had he had only six he had only six sacks uh, on the season last year. But I believe in the NFL, you can project him to be a much better player than that once you put him at that full time edge um, instead of I mean, you know get him out wide a little bit more. Yeah, I think he could be a really good football player. Um, Hey, real quick, does anyone think defensive end is actually off the table? I mean, I know Brad doesn't, but like, that's not, you know, bro. If, if there is a Kayvon Thibodeau or if there is a Trayvon Walker, would the Panthers be willing to jump on that kind of defensive end in spite of a quarterback or an offensive line? I think so. I think, I think they should. It depends, think- who's on, it depends who's on the table, it depends who's yeah. like there on the board. But I mean, yeah, I mean, right. anything's possible for sure. I'm going to yeah. be honest, like, I, I, I fully expect, like, okay, here, here's the deal. If they weren't happy with their offensive line, they would have already offered Dwayne Brown more money, right? If they weren't, weren't happy with their offensive line, they would have overpaid through the teeth for Armstead. They didn't overpay those guys. That tells me that they look at their offensive line problems as solved on this roster, right? So I, I fully expect, I mean, like, the, the big the big offseason thing that, they, that the fitters came out and said was, we're going to invest in the trenches, right? 
they did they weren't willing to pay Hassan Reddick. They weren't willing to invest premium money in their in their edge rushing department, right? I know that they they paid Frankie Louvu and you know YGM still on the roster and they're you know probably sitting back thinking, okay, well I hope that they can fill that role. But I I think the defensive end is absolutely in play. Like it has to be. Like Yeah. I mean, they, like like I said, they don't want to show their hand too much. Like they didn't want. I think they're gonna wait after the draft for these other free agents. We might pick up a few more, like on some good deals. But I think for now, like it's we're just gonna have to wait till the draft and see where they're gonna go from here. So, yeah, I think they'd be foolish to think their offensive line problems are solved though, because Boseman's only on a one year deal. Um, and on top of that, you, you're really believing this core. I mean, really, it's just like a front line of people you think could get it done this year, but it's not a long-term stability that has been developed. Right. I mean, you're believing that Chris, uh, Brady Christensen is going to pan out and be something, but you haven't really fully seen it yet. I just think that would be living in the moment a little too much. To think that it's solved. Now, I don't. I do think you're right, though. Is that I don't think it's off the table that they could just say, you know what, this is a great defensive end player. We saw it last year with J.C. Horn. Is like, you know what, is let's just get the blue chip guy instead of reaching on picket. Uh, I just, I, I last year we wanted an offensive lineman so badly. It's just going to be so hard for me to swallow another draft gone by defensive with order. a. With a defensive player picked in the top ten, I mean it's yeah. been three in a row now. Yeah, four, right? I mean, yeah, uh, three, three. Well, one draft the where it was nothing but defensive players, right? I mean they didn't invest in their offense. Yeah, I think it went Burns, then it went Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn. Yep, but I mean was I, it DJ the year before. It was DJ the year before, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and that's the thing is, like, if you look at what what Matt Rule. Uh, last year said um, during the draft is the biggest thing they use to evaluate talents are the RAS scores, right? That's what they're looking for. They're looking for aggressive athletic players and came and, you know, Trayvon Walker has a perfect 10. Like you're not going to see that very often. I mean, six sacks though, man. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I'm just saying rule, you know, you know, all full three inches of rule is ready. for. No, that. you're right. You're right. Kenny Pickett has a, a good rest score too, right? Yeah, not that high. It's like not. Uh, I mean, it's not that high, but it does have. I mean, that's another thing. Like a lot of those guys that I follow on Twitter that post those uh, RAS scores, they're also very high on Pickett as well, and they say that he also has a very high RAS score. Um, you know, uh, listen. I mean, the the quarterback class is always going to be a gamble. I just, you know, to Tony's point that he just made, I hate the fact that there's, all, you know, we're always doing this thing with the quarterback and the offensive line. Like, we should have taken one or the other last year, so that way this year we know that we're taking the opposite of what we took last year, you know? And it sucks to say because I'm a big-time J.C. Horn fan, and I'm a fan of what I think he's going to be able to do for the Panthers, but... Those are two positions that you just don't let go that long underserviced. I wanted Slater so bad last year. Same. 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 I thought we were going to take him. 
after uh, or even, even Parsons. Even Parsons was like there. I mean, we had some guys that would have like changed. Oh, it would have been a big deal. It would have been a big deal. But they, but they came out and said they said that last year that they evaluated Rayshon Slater as a guard, not attack. Oh no! How crazy is that? Cody, you're so good. You're on here twice. Huh? You're so good. You're on here twice. Cody, I, I gotta give you credit, bro. Lately, the past couple of years, I've been watching you, man. You've been hitting on these, uh, you know, draft Thanks picks you, man. going number I'm, one, man. I, really I appreciate you, man. I, I I try and put in a lot of work on my uh, on my evaluations. I think there's gonna be some surprises this year too. You but... were begging us to go get Herbert, like begging. Yeah, I, I really like to so begging now to go I... get Malik Willis. Yeah, and I was also I was begging us to get uh, Rashawn Slater too. When everybody was chanting Penny Sewell, I was like, hey, man, that guy from Northwestern, that's the best tackle in the class. Um, Look, so, Cody, you, you've heard my philosophy on the first four rounds in the drafts quite a few times, and that has been in the first four four rounds of every draft, you should always draft one O-lineman and one D-lineman. Would you guys agree with that sentiment? Uh, I wholeheartedly. Say it one more time. You, every year you draft one O line, one D line. Yeah, within the top four, within the top four rounds of the draft. You know, yeah, so I that like that. I mean, trend, yeah, I mean the 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 trenches are the most important part of part of the football team. So I exactly. I, yeah, I, I was. And let's face it: how many times are you going to have to dip into free agency to fill up your O line or your D line? You know, you might have to sign one guy every year for each one. But that's really not bad in comparison to what we had to do, like this past year, or the year before, or with Russell Okun. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Russell Okun was the highest O lineman, highest paid O lineman in the twenty twenty season. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I think that was because of Bitcoin, though. It is. It is. Like, don't get me wrong. He was the highest paid O lineman because of Bitcoin. But bro, and on top of that, man, this play. dude is super cool. He de- he uh, negotiated his own deal uh, with when he went from Denver to San Diego. He was his own agent. Not San- or, uh, Excuse me, I don't Cody, think he did play last year. I, yeah, I, got an I got an emergency. Keekly's back. Keekly's back. I just got this notification from ESPN. Uh, you guys can't see it because of the glare, but it says... Yeah, we don't trust you, Connor, after that last call. You tried your best, bro. I appreciate the attempt, dude. We bought that You already showed your head last week when you saw... Who was it? Baker and Gardner. Yeah. <laughs> Baker and Gardner. My two I didn't know people. if you guys got to me. I was I was asleep by then. <laughs> what are you guys' reaction initially? I'll go back and watch the stream in a bit. But. Oh, uh, Cody gave you mad credit for getting us on the hook for a minute until uh, I think it was when Gardner came up. It was like, nope. You said that they were all right, sitting at the table. They were eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Panera. Hey, I got to go for dinner. Uh, I may or may not be back on the podcast tonight again. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah. All right, Connor. Man, it's Connor awesome. You're good. Awesome hey, we're, you, actually, we're, we're getting ready to uh, – we're actually getting ready to end the 
end the stream anyway. I got to be out of here by nine, so I'm probably going to go ahead and shut it down. But um, yeah, I appreciate you being on here, man. And uh, yeah, I, I had another guy. I had another guy waiting in the back. Um, sorry, man. We're I, I'm gonna get you on next time. I promise. Uh, you, you know, uh, short show today, but I'm definitely gonna get more people on here. I love meeting Panther Nation. You guys have been fantastic. Um, uh, no mock, no mock draft today, but there will be one next Friday. Um, but Panther Nation, that's it, man. Hit that like, hit that subscribe if you enjoy the content. To everyone joining this show, I appreciate you all so much. Um, and until next time, man, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, keep pounding. guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.